Church in Christown, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship this morning. It's wonderful to be back with you all here in the Lord's house to worship him, to receive his gift today of word and sacraments, uh, plural today. We have the great opportunity. It, it's always wonderful when you have the chance to baptize one person. It's even better when you have the chance to baptize two at the same time. And it's even especially better when you have the chance to baptize three at the same time. And so that is what we are going to be doing here this morning. And we thank God for that incredible chance and that incredible opportunity to be here to witness that uh, as he uh, comes through his spirit and to claim uh, these folks as his very own. Why don't we stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see someone that you don't recognize, please go say hi and welcome them today. Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Carol Kleibaker, your announcer for this, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinegar, and the acolytes are Sadie Bennett and Jordan Kleibaker. Today's order of service is at www.trinityfreistadt.com. This broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship Him together. Our opening hymn today is Father Welcomes on page 605 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, Father Welcomes, page 605. your seats. Let's, we have just a few announcements before we begin with worship this morning. First of all, next Sunday, following the church service in the Fellowship Hall, is a special voters meeting that has been uh, scheduled regarding the radio broadcast. Uh, so please uh, join us for that meeting. It's next Sunday, following the church service in the Fellowship Hall. 
Next, Concordia Publishing House, our publishing uh, arm, has all of their Bibles on sale. Please look at those on the wall if you are interested in a new Bible for you or for someone else. The sale ends September the 30th, and, you'll, and again, you'll find the, the poster on the back wall. Beginning next Sunday, September 9th, at 8.45 here in the sanctuary, I will be leading a class on what is a Lutheran. This class is for anyone who wish to become members of our church, as well as any who are curious simply about what we believe. Uh, we will be doing this in conjunction with the regular adult uh, Sunday morning class, so it will be a refresher as well for, uh, for those who are um, currently members. And... There, I was also asked to announce that there is no Braille this coming Tuesday. So if you are one of our Braille workers, please note that there is no Braille this coming Tuesday. And so let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that it is by your Holy Spirit that each and every one of us are called to be here in this place at this time And Lord, we know that in all things that you go before us, Lord, that you uh, love us and that you have surrounded us with your holy angels. Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal this morning, Lord, for your house of worship here. Lord, we thank you for the gift and for the sacrifice of your Son, our Savior, Jesus. And Lord, we we acknowledge you just as the psalmist did, Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth? If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness and confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, Almighty have, God mercy upon have mercy upon us, forgive us, forgive our, us sins, our sins, and lead, and lead us, us to everlasting, everlasting life. life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
just over a little bit. Right, perfect. Please be seated. We continue with the order of holy baptism. You'll find it in the front part of your hymnal, page 268. And at this time, I'd like to invite all the young disciples who are here today who want to come forward and see this uh, up close to come forward and please sit on the steps. And while they are coming up, I'm going to tell you kind of how all this came about. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, um, I found out that uh, Chance wanted to be baptized, and so I said, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. We were going to do that last week, um, and then uh, it was just a few days after that that I found out that his sister, Audrey, wanted to be baptized too. I said, okay, well, why don't we do that too? And so we pushed it back. To this week, and then just this past week, uh, their mom came to me and said, well, I want to be baptized too. Uh, and so all three of them this morning uh, are going to be welcomed into God's family through the water and the word. So we are on page 268 in the front part of your hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. But the Father of all mercy and grace has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, who atoned for the sin of the whole world, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And how are you named, Audrey? First, middle, and last name. Audrey Rose Jones. Audrey Rose Jones. And how are you named, Chance? Chance Tanner Jones. And Stephanie, how are you named? Stephanie Nicole Hayes. Receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Receive the, the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Receive the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, according to your strict judgment, you condemned the unbelieving world through the flood. Yet according to your great mercy, you preserved believing Noah and his family, eight souls in all. You drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, yet led your people Israel through the water on dry ground, foreshadowing this washing of your holy baptism. Through the baptism in the Jordan of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sanctified and instituted all waters to be a blessed flood and a lavish washing away of sin. We pray that you would behold Audrey, Chance, and Stephanie, according to your boundless mercy, and that you would bless them with true faith by the Holy Spirit, that through this saving flood all sin in them which has been inherited from Adam, in which they themselves have committed since, will be drowned and die. Grant that they be kept safe and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, being separated from the multitude of unbelievers, 
and serving your name at all times with a fervent spirit and a joyful hope, so that with all believers in your promise they would be declared worthy of eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought young children to Jesus that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We pray together the prayer that our Lord gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom come, come, thy thy will be done, done, on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord, preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Amen. And so for Audrey, we as her congregational family are going to answer these questions that you see there on page 270 for her. Audrey, do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty and maker of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? And Audrey, I'm just going to ask you this question. Audrey, do you desire, do you want to be baptized? Okay. So lean over just a little bit over here. There you go. Audrey Rose Jones, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You get to hang on to that. Okay. I'm actually going to borrow your hymnal. Okay, chance. Remember when we talked about how you were going to answer these questions for yourself? Okay? All right. I'm going to ask you these questions, and you say what comes after R, okay? Okay. It's a chance. Do you renounce the devil? Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, He ascended to heaven 
and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? And chance, do you desire to be baptized? Chance, I'm going to have you give that book to your mom. Okay. And lean over. Chance Taylor Jones, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There you go. And actually, I'm going to borrow yours because I'm going to need it for your mom, okay? Okay. And so, Stephanie, do you renounce the devil? Yes, I Do you renounce all his works? Do you renounce all his ways? Yes, I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes, I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Yes, I do. And Stephanie, do you desire to be baptized? Yes, I do. I'll take your book first. Stephanie Nicole Haynes, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let's all go before the altar. So if you guys could clear us a path, okay? Thank you. Actually, stay there. I forgot one part, so come back. The Almighty and God, the Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and of the Spirit, and has forgiven you all of your sins, strengthen you all with His grace to life everlasting. Amen. Receive these these white garments that you both have to show that you have been clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all of your sin. So shall you stand without fear before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the inheritance prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. Okay, and Audrey, I'm going to have you hold that. Okay. And Chance. And so may all of you receive this burning light to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which shall have no end. Let's go before the altar and pray.
Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you graciously preserve and enlarge your family and have granted to Chance and Audrey and to Stephanie the new birth and holy baptism and made them members of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and heirs of your heavenly kingdom. We humbly implore you that as they have now become your children, that you would keep them in their baptismal grace, that according to your good pleasure, they may faithfully grow to lead a godly life to the praise and honor of your holy name. And finally, with all of your saints, obtain the promised inheritance in heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, and if you, once you guys come with me, we're gonna, I'm going to introduce you to these wonderful people out here. Okay, kind of come stand over here. All right. Okay. It is my joy and privilege to you this morning to introduce to you the newest members of God's family, Chance, Audrey, and their mom, Stephanie. And so now I ask you, as their congregational family, do you, do you promise to pray for them? You promise to help them, especially Chance and Audrey, that they may be raised to know that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. We pray for their mom and their father, that they may be able to teach them and to pray for them, that they would know always that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. If this is your intention, that answer by saying, Chance and Audrey and Stephanie, we welcome you. And so for all of you, may the Lord always preserve your coming in and your going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Amen. Okay, you guys can blow those out if you want. And you guys can go back and have a seat. Thanks for coming up. Please stand. We continue with the in with, with the introit on page on the um, page three of your page sorry page two of your bulletin. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me with a willing spirit. Glory All be glory to be Father, to the Father, and to the, and Son, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, it as it was in the beginning, beginning is, now, is now, and will, and will be, forever. be forever. Amen. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin.
Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, the source of all that is just and good, nourish in us every virtue and bring to to completion every good intent that we may grow in grace and bring forth the fruit of good works. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 1 through 2 and 6 through 9. Hear now, O Israel, the decrees and laws I'm about to teach you. Follow them so that you may live and go in and take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. Observe them carefully. For this will show your wisdom and understanding to the nations who will hear about all of these decrees and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? And what other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I'm setting before you today? Only be careful. And watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with the gradual. Fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him lack nothing. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. The men's choir will now sing the anthem for today. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Men's Glee, for sharing your talents with us this morning. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message given this morning by Mr. Clybaker. Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites, as well. Good morning, everybody. How are you this morning? Good. Lots of big smiles. I've got a question for you. Do any of you have a favorite stuffed animal or toy? Yes, everybody has one. What kind? Do you have stuffed animals that you like? What's your favorite? A blue stuffed bear? He helps, he helps him sleep at nighttime, the blue stuffed bear. Anybody else? How about you? What have you got? Oh, he's got a stuffed shark. Does that help you sleep better at nighttime? It does? Oh my, that might scare me a little bit. How about you, Cordell? A Clydesdale horse? Now, do you like holding on to him at nighttime? Or do you just like him? You're kind of getting to that age where maybe you just like him, right? I get that. Well, a lot of us enjoy having a stuffed animal to hold on to. Have you ever looked at the bears at the end of the pews? They're pretty neat, aren't they? This one here was at the end of the pew that my family's sitting in this morning. He's not blue, he's brown. But he's soft and he's nice, and I would think that he would feel real good to just cuddle up with or maybe take a nap with or help me get to sleep at night if I needed that. And I'm sure a lot of folks understand where, how that works. Now, here's the question. Those stuffed animals, those bears, sharks, tigers, whatever else you've got, Clydesdale horses, do they, do they give you comfort and make you feel good when they're setting way up on the shelf out of the way? Or do they feel better when they're really close and near you? What, what do you think? When they're near you, right? You guys want to hang on to him for me? Yeah, he's pretty cool. When they're near you. When they're near you. The Old Testament lesson that Mr. Clybaker just read to us talks about how important it is to be near to God. And I tell you what, I did some praying this morning to try to figure out a little bit better how to talk to you guys about that. And when I walked into church and saw two banners, one for Chance and one for Audrey, I knew my prayers had been answered. Do you know why? Because it was so awesome to see that. The Holy Spirit reached out to you and gave you faith, didn't he? And then what did Chance and Audrey and Miss Stephanie ask for? 
they drew near to God and asked pastor to baptize them. How awesome is that? That is one way that we draw near to God. The Old Testament lesson said, we pray, right? Pray so you can draw near to God. What is this? You all know the answer. The Bible. Does it help us draw near to God? Yeah. By reading the Bible every day, by doing some family devotions. How about those of you that do memory work, memorizing your Bible verses, is that drawing near to God? Yeah, it is. It is. And in just a little while, you'll see the adults in the congregation draw near to God by taking communion, right? Those are all ways that we draw near to God. It's my hope and prayer that all of you will do that on a regular basis. And just as it said in the book of Deuteronomy for the children of Israel, a great way to do that is through prayer. So let's fold our hands and say a quick prayer before we go back to our seats. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that through the Holy Spirit, you reach out to us and bring us to faith. We now pray, though, that you would also give us the strength to always want to be near you, not away from you. Help us to wake up on Sundays wanting to come to church. Help us to be excited about the chance to read our Bible. Help us to be even more excited whenever we get to see someone be baptized or watch people get to take communion. We know that those are all blessings that you give us. And now we pray, Lord, that you would bless us through the rest of this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. You can go back to your seats. Thank you for coming up this morning. The epistle reading today is from Psalm 119, chapter, verses 129 through 136. Your statutes are wonderful, therefore I obey them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I open my mouth and pant, longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Redeem me from the oppression of men, that I may obey your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant, and teach me your decrees. Streams of tears flow from my eyes, for your law is not obeyed. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. St. Mark, the seventh chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a man can make him unclean by going into him. 
Rather, it is what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull, he asked. Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? For it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach, and then out of his body. And saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on. What comes out of a man is what makes him unclean. For from within, out of men's hearts, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All of these evils come from inside and make a man unclean. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Please be seated. The hymn of the day is On My Heart, Imprint Your Image, page number 422. Again, On My Heart, Imprint Your Image, page number 422 of the Lutheran Service Book. all pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message this morning is the Old Testament lesson that was just read, specifically verse 7 of that text. What other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? What I wanted to do this morning, you'll have to bear with me because I'm not a very good artist. Um, My idea of a masterpiece is when I can draw a stick figure head in a perfect circle. So this is, so you just kind of have to bear with me. What I have here is a diagram. Everybody see it? I tried to draw it as big as I possibly could. Can everybody kind of see it? For those of you listening on the radio or at home, the diagram is us is over here, we are over here, God is over here, and there's a bridge between, there's this chasm, right, that exists between us and God, okay? And the bridge that connects that chasm between us and God is, of course, the cross of Christ, Many of you have probably seen this before, and my guess is is that many of you who have seen this before have seen that the direction that this sort of relationship works is one way, that the reason why Christ died is so that we 
Can everybody kind of, sorry, I, I know I'm kind of going back here. So that we might be able to cross over the bridge and get to God. The only problem is that's not how Scripture speaks. That's not what it says. What Scripture says is that the reason why Christ came was to take our sins away from us, crucify them there, and then from there, God comes to us through Christ. And hopefully you see the difference. If you guys in the back can see it, way up there, okay? It is God who comes to us. Now, why does that matter? It matters for a lot of reasons. One of the biggest reasons why it matters is because of what we witnessed here this morning. That there were, that there were three people who desired to be baptized. That by the Spirit's moving came to me and said, Pastor Jake, I want to I wanna get baptized. I want God to come to me through the water and through the Word, and so He has. It's the exact reason why we baptize babies. You have heard it said out there, well, there's no way that babies can have faith. That they shouldn't be baptized because, well, when we get baptized, that it's this, this outward expression of our inward faith. The problem is, is that you will never see that phrase in this book, ever. Not one time. What you will see and what you will read is that it is God's work when we become baptized children of God. It is God who does it. It is God who saves us. To use this diagram again, it is God, I guess I should have drawn an arrow, it is God who comes to us. And Scripture is full of different examples of this. The first example that I give you is a parable that Jesus spoke that you all are very familiar of, I'm sure, the parable of the lost son, the parable of the prodigal son, in which the son takes all of his father's inheritance in a very hasty way. He leaves and he blows it all, he spends it all, he has nothing left. And so he figures that, well, since I am in this poor, destitute state, I'm going to go back to my father and surely maybe he will hire me as one of his workers. But what the son doesn't realize is that the entire time that the son has been gone, his father has been looking down the road for him. And when he sees his son, do you remember what he does? He runs out to greet his son. And he wraps him up in his arms. And says, welcome home. Quick, go get the best robe and put it on him. Go get the best ring. Put it on his finger. Kill the fattened calf. We're going to have a party. Because my son who was lost has now come home. Remember, too, that in that story, the, the father asks, asks no questions. He doesn't say things like, well, why did you do this to me, son? And, well, I'm really glad that you're back, but, but now you've got some making up to do. No, nothing like that. He simply runs out to meet him, 
throws his arms around him and welcomes him home, no questions asked. In that same chapter in Luke, Jesus gives another parable, and he talks about this woman who has lost a coin. And this woman is so intent on finding this lost coin that she churches high and low. She sweeps her entire house, and then she finally finds it. And she is so excited about finding this lost coin that she calls all of her friends together and says, hey, come help me celebrate, because I have found this lost coin. One of the biggest misinterpretations of Scripture is that in stories like this, they think that it's that we are the woman in the story and that the kingdom and that the kingdom of heaven or that or that Jesus is the coin. No, it's actually completely reversed. Jesus is the woman in the story who is looking for her lost coin, and then Jesus finds us and then celebrates with all of the saints and all of the angels in heaven. I'll give you another one. King David, we talked about him just a few weeks ago. It was God who sought David out in his sin. It was God who was not content to leave David where he was. No, he seeks him out through the prophet Nathan, seeks a confession of, his, of David's sins, and then God forgives him immediately. David says, I have sinned against the Lord, and Nathan replies instantly, your sins have been forgiven, you will not die. And why doesn't David die? Because it is God who has sought him out. It was his Father in heaven who was looking for him to bring him to repentance. Another one, the calling of the first disciples. Jesus goes and he finds these fishermen, and they're just sort of milling around doing whatever it is that fishermen do, and he says these words, come, follow me. And immediately, they leave their nets, and they go and they follow Jesus. It was Jesus who was looking for them, see? It was Jesus who was seeking after them and found them. You can even go all the way back, and there are many other stories like this, but I give you one more. You can even go all the way back to the garden of Adam and Eve. And after Adam and Eve fall, and they fall into sin, they are so embarrassed by what they have done. They are so embarrassed by how they look. They try to sew leaves together so that they are covered. And then what happens after that? Who comes looking for his children? God does. Adam, where are you? Of course, he knows where he is. It's a rhetorical question. Adam, where are you? And then they come and they confess their sin to God. There are consequences because of their sin. But it was God who sought them out. And there's this small phrase in that story that a lot of folks, I don't think, catch on is that immediately after that happens and immediately after God tells them what their consequences are going to be, do you remember what he does? Instead of these fig leaves that they have tried to make by themselves, he makes them clothes to cover themselves with. Again, the Bible is full. The Bible only speaks one way when it talks about our relationship 
with God. It is not us who come to God, it is rather God who comes to us. And when we become baptized children of God, this happens every single day. When God seeks after you, and then he finds you, and then he crucifies you with him, bringing you to new life every day. Now, I want to go back to verse 7 of our text in Deuteronomy. What other nation is so great as to have their gods nearer than the way the Lord our God is near us whenever we pray to him? Background and context is important here. At this time, all of the pagan religions and all of the pagan nations, they all had these other gods. And in order to appease their other gods, in order to make them happy, it was they who brought all of these sacrifices and these offerings. If their god was hungry, they brought him some food. If they thought that their god was angry, they made a sacrifice in order for that god to no longer be angry with them. Interestingly enough, in the case of God's people themselves, they were getting impatient with God, and so they decided, while Moses was on the mountain, they decided that they were just going to make their own God. They fashioned a God in their own image, and they began to worship it. But there is no way that those pagan gods, and there is no way that this golden calf that was created could ever hope to be near to their people the way that God is near to his, the way that our God is near to his. And it was unfortunate that the lectionary sort of cut, cut that off a little bit, but I'm going to read to you the rest of that text. It cuts you off at verse 10, I'm sorry, verse 9, but this is what, beginning at verse 10, this is what the rest of that says. Remember the day you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, when he said to me, assemble the people before me to hear my words, that they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land and may teach them to their children. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, while it blazed with fire to the very heavens, with black clouds and deep darkness. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the fire. You heard the sound of words, but you saw no form. There was only voice. Initially, at this point, God is telling them, I am so near to you that you actually heard my voice. You actually heard me speak. But in his great love for them, in his great love for you and I still today, God is not content with just his voice. Because several chapters after that, in chapter 18, God, through Moses, begins to tell the people to prophesy about this prophet that is to come who is a prophet like Moses. And the directions are simple. Listen to him. We know, of course, from the New Testament that that prophet to come that, it, that, was, that is like Moses, of course, Christ himself. When Jesus is baptized by John, we hear those same words. God comes down to him, the Spirit comes down to him in the form of a dove, and then God speaks to all who are around listening. He speaks to us today. This is my Son whom I love. Listen to him. Same words that were spoken about, about the prophet like Moses that was to come. God is trying to tell his people and is telling 
his people. Not only am I so near to you that I, that, 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 that I'll, I allow you to hear my voice, I am going to be so near to you that you will no longer just have a voice, but you will have a form. God incarnated to see and to listen to and to be forgiven by and to be loved by and to be healed by. But the problem becomes just like the people then and just like we do now today, we try to we try to fashion these gods in our, our own gods in our own image. Why? Well, because it makes us happier. It makes us feel better. And some of you might, might be thinking, well, if I think back on this last week, I don't, I don't think I've ever worshipped any other gods. And you would probably be right on face value. You haven't gone off, hopefully, to worship Buddha or Baal or any of these other things. But every time that you and I break the Ten Commandments, we are saying this to God, I know better than you do for me. Every time that you break any one of the Ten Commandments, you are saying to God, I can handle this on my own. I don't need your statutes. I don't need your rules. I don't need your guidelines. Do you see what you're doing? You're creating... A God in your own image. And then what will begin to happen is, is, that, is that Satan is so sneaky that he will try to get you to continue to do this, and he does, and we do. Paul himself did. The, the, the things that I don't want to do, those are the things that I keep on doing. And we continue to do this, and if we're not careful, then what begins to happen is that we think that by following the Ten Commandments that that's how God loves us. And if we think like that, then this is how the diagram works. If we think that by following the Ten Commandments, we ourselves, following the Ten Commandments, is what makes God love us, then it goes from here to here. And if that is the case, then Christ died for nothing. Christ died for nothing if that is the case. One of the things that I've never understood never really understood is that how is it that that people can think that the reason why Jesus came was mere coincidence? That it was accident? The Bible tells us that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And if that's true, and it is, that the the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, then that means that Jesus came to take back what originally belonged to him. That includes you and I. Again, God coming from heaven to earth for us. The arrow only goes one way, it only works one way, from God to us. Our God has been there in, the, in voice, in the pillar of cloud, and in the burning bush, and He will come in form, and He has. He has come in the form of His own Son, Jesus, who has made the first move, who makes the only move in our everyday lives. 
That doesn't mean that the law has somehow left. That doesn't mean that we don't follow the, the Ten Commandments anymore. But what that means is, is that when we fail to do so, that we have someone who has kept them on our behalf. His name is Jesus. Jesus says, I have come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law, to be the fulfillment of the law. And then in that perfect transfer, he gives to you his perfect righteousness. And says, here, it's for you, it's all free. There is nothing that you have to do, there is nothing that you can do to earn it, there is nothing that you can do to possibly merit it. No, it's yours, free, totally and completely. And so it is God that has made the move to us in His Spirit. It is God that will, in just a few moments, make the move to us when we partake in the sacrament of Holy Communion. His body and blood given and shed for you. He says, do this in remembrance of me. Do this to remember that you can smell and taste and see and touch that it is I who have come to you and it is I who will continue to come to you every single day. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed, as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father I believe Almighty, in God, the Father maker, Almighty of maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus, and in Jesus Christ, Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, who was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we collect our tithes and offerings. You'll notice in the pew uh, that you are sitting in that there is a red sign-in book for members and for guests. Uh, those who receive it and sign in on the windows, please send it back to the aisles. Uh, and those who receive it on the aisles, please tear off the top sheet and set it on top so that the elders can pick it up after worship today. We collect our tithes and offerings. These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help. That number is 417-235-7300. Again, 417-235-7300. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. There will be a special voters meeting next Sunday, September 9th, following the worship service. Please note a time change for the men's Bible study that meets each Wednesday morning. It will now meet at 8 a.m. in the chapel. Also, there are several ladies' Bible studies that meet during the week in the surrounding areas. 
For more information about those, call the church office at 417-235-7300. Again, 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is also our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message is, What is Best?, the Speaker Emeritus of the Lutheran Hour, the Reverend Dr. Ken Kloss, will speak. Far too many people assume that there are differences in commercial products, political candidates, and school systems. But these same people believe all religions are the same. Today we join with the Apostle Paul in praying that people may discern <clears throat> what is best when it comes to their Savior. You may read Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. We also remember our seasoned saints who are 80 years old and older. We remember them today and the families of the week. And now we are going to rejoin the congregation in the receiving of the offerings and the preparation for Holy Communion. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to be sure to remember to pray for. First, for those in our health list, for Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, Eldon Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Felwalk, Lorne Cly Baker, Linda Wee, Gary Magruder, Thelma Barnes, Emma Conklin, uh, Brenda Lawmaster, Bruce Slutton, Robert Harris, Charles Vincent, Rosemary Dekoff, and Elmer Kaiser. Also, a prayer of thanksgiving for Eric and Katie Cly Baker on the birth of their daughter, Emily Ryan, born on August the 27th. Also for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, for Elda Nelson, who will celebrate 87 years of life on September the 6th, and for John and June Fritz, who will celebrate 58 years of marriage today, September the 2nd. We'll go to our Lord in prayer. Please rise. Lord, for coming to us, we thank you. For seeking us, we thank you. That you will always look high and low for us as your children, we thank you. That you made the decision to die for us and to rise again for us, we thank you. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we pray for the whole family of God in Christ Jesus, that all of his baptized children would be uplifted with power through his Spirit that Jesus may dwell in our hearts through faith and that we may be rooted and grounded in love. For Audrey and Chance and for Stephanie, that your loving kindness would surround them each day. Thank you for seeking them and bringing them to the font this morning. Thank you for moving each of them to be washed and made new in the name of, of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. 
Lord, we pray for an increase in full-time church workers, for the spread of the gospel, that many may come to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, and so be filled with all the fullness of God. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For the leaders of our nation, all public servants and all in the armed forces, that they be given grace to fulfill their varied callings with honor, courage, wisdom, and integrity. Lord, in your mercy. For all those in need, the sick and the sorrowing, the lonely, the injured, and, and the dying, especially for those in our health list, and for all those that we name before you in our hearts. That Christ would ever be their health and sickness, their peace and turmoil, their joy and sorrow, and their life and death. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. We thank you for the 58 years of marriage given to John and to June. We pray to you that by your Spirit you would help them to remain faithful to each other and to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another and especially their love for you. Also, Lord, we pray for Elda, who celebrates 87 years of life this week. Thank you for sustaining her in life to this day, and we pray that your face would shine upon her every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For all who draw near to the altar today, not merely to touch the fringe of the Savior's garment, but to partake of his very body and blood, that this sacrament may be to them for the forgiveness of sins, for courage in resisting temptations, for service in Christ's kingdom, and finally, as a pledge of the glories of a life that has no end. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us in all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death, and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize, I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent, I repent of my sin and, and ask God's, God's forgiveness. forgiveness. 
I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. The first communion hymn today is I Lay My Sins on Jesus, found on page number 606 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, I Lay My Sins on Jesus, page number 606. The next hymn will be God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, 
found on page 594 of the Lutheran Service Book. The first hymn, 606. The second hymn, 594.
next hymn will be God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, found on page number 594 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It, page number 594.
The next hymn is O Jesus, King Most Wonderful, Wonderful, found on page 554. Again, O Jesus, King Most Wonderful, found on page 554 of the Lutheran Service Book.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. The closing hymn is My Soul Rejoices, found on page 933 of the Lutheran Service Book. Again, My Soul Rejoices, page number 933. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Have a blessed week. Your announcer has been Carol Kleibaker.
very special word of welcome to all guests and visitors today. Thank you very much for being here uh, to worship with us. And we pray that your time this morning was a blessed one. Uh, I have no further announcements to make, and I pray that you all have a, have a very safe and very happy holiday tomorrow and a very safe and happy next week. Do I need to give a candle to the adult? That got uh, the we're going to get her one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you know where they are, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'll take care of it.